Welcome everybody to the GBO Podcast, brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. Where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. And Bryce, this week, Gamecocks, undefeated again on the week. I like it. It's wonderful. It puts me in a good mood, unlike other sports. Winning winning these out-of-conference games definitely uh, helps. And on the men's side, it's not something that you come to expect. So when they do win and they don't lose, I won't have anything to complain about. That's true. A pretty positive podcast, I think, today. I'm feeling pretty positive about the men's basketball team. We're recording this right after the Ryder game, and I'll say, yeah, I had a little worry in the first half, but hey, we won. It did get a little... Um... It did get a little bleak there. It, it looked like a game Frank could have lost. Well, heading into right before Thanksgiving, we played our arch enemy. Walford. That's right. Some might say better than Clemson, especially in the past years. And the last time we played Walford was during the year before COVID, and I think they spanked us by 20 on our home floor, so it was actually good to beat them. That is true. That team had Fletcher McGee on it. They had guys that made a lot of three-pointers. I remember they that. They were really, really good. They were really good. That's the team that almost beat Zion Williamson's Duke. And yep, Sweet 16, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like, they had a, they had Duke, like, on the brink. and I know, but losing by 20 at home. It was... It that was... was it, very hurtful. It was sad. It was sad. It was. That's a good way to say it. And uh, and like Wofford's just consistently got a good basketball team. Always afraid of them. They lost their coach to Virginia Tech, and they didn't really drop off as much. I mean, they had a great year that year that they lost the coach to Virginia Tech, and so they did drop off a little bit. But they're just have been consistently good through the years. I mean, we've even dared in the past to play them at their place. Uh, Frank has gone to Wofford before and beaten them. Darren Horn took a little trip up to Wofford one year. What why, happened? Why we play games away. What happened when well, Darren Horn? We lose. Did you attend this game? I attended that game. Wofford's little small gym in Spartanburg. That's right. <laughs> it was sad. Especially when the opposing team's fans just look at you like, why'd you lose to us? Anyway, let's don't bring up any more Darren Horn. We don't want people to boo the podcast. That's true. And I did say it was going to be positive. And so, but the Gamecocks beat Wofford 85-74. Who were your players of the game? Something. Eric Stevenson. Your boy. Can, is it okay if I start saying sure. Eric Stevenson is your boy? I mean, he's the best player on this basketball team. He killed it again. 27. No, he, that was the Wofford guy who had 27. He had 25. 25 points. Had his another three explosion. Five of seven, which is great. 25 points in 32 minutes. Great stat line. Six rebounds, three assists, he was two every, steals. He was also everywhere he on defense. He leads the team in steals again. That's he, what he does. He was everywhere on defense. Um, so the game gets started. They kind of get out there to a little bit of a lead, and it's looking like it's going to be, oh, no. Here we go. Well, we don't always start. Would that be fair to say that the team does not start well? Not not, not this week. That would be fair to say this week. That's for sure. And we were sweating a little bit earlier because Wofford you know, took it to us, especially early on in the first half. Yeah, they got up by about eight. They were up 24-16 at one point. We kind of clawed back into it a little bit. I think we were about tied at halftime. We actually... No, we were up by four at half. Yeah, we, 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 we got up to by four at halftime. And then we kind of just pulled away. Like, we just played better than them. 
Nothing wrong with that. It was it was really wonderful. And then Reese had another solid game, kind of back to back games for him. He's starting to pick it up. He had fifteen and Cousinard does Cousinard things with fourteen. So that goes to my principle of if you have three guys in basketball that have a peak game or at least a solid game, you're probably going to win. So it's good to see our at least had three guys. Yeah, we played game. really well. Um, twelve for twenty-two from three, which is high for our team, especially on the three-point side. Usually, we get about six to nine threes a game. Eleven for fifteen from the free throw line, which is very good for us. When we, I think it's fair to say that we've been near last place in the SEC the last couple of years in free throw percentage. I would, I do not have those numbers in front of me, but but it's fair you, to say that we're on the bottom half. To, towards the end, from what I can remember, without having the stats in front of me. This team has never been a good free throw No one team. says Frank Martin teams shoot great free throws. I don't think anyone says that. I, I don't say that. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so this Wofford game, really good game. Uh, I also... We had the return of A.J. Wilson. We did have the return of A.J. Wilson. Still we're missing Bryant in this game. Yep. And I had said on last week's pod that if we won this game... I was going to go for Frank's back for the Princeton loss, which I'm now going to do. With the Bryant suspension, four and one, easily could have been three and two, easily could have been a two and three. You, you know, like we can live with it in the first five games. Right. Four and one, we're starting to do what needs to be done to make the NCAA tournament. As long as you just don't have multiple bad losses, Princeton right now. Probably looks like a bad loss, but we had the UAB game kind of even it out. So yeah, and it's not a terrible loss. Like not terrible. Like not to, losing to Boston U at home or to, something like that. Today would have been a terrible loss. You're right. Uh, but um, but the the Wofford win, good win. They, they were at Kimpom one twelve, I think, when we played them, or they were when I looked. Before so around the pod. A, anyone around a hundred, that's a good win, Wofford. It yes, it's a team you should beat every time. You should never lose those. And um, UAB is still the best win of the five. And, um, yeah, and then we roll into this week getting um, Keyshawn Bryant back. I did want to mention, so A.J. Wilson, glad to have him back because, as you remember, when with him out, he kind of plays the four for us, the transfer from George Mason. And that kind of led to Brandon Martin playing the four a lot. Right. So with Wilson back, you kind of start – I kind I want to see what are these rotations going to be like with Frank. So with well, him back, it looked like Martin took his minutes way down. Yeah, Martin only plays Martin plays nine minutes in this game, and um, Wilson plays nineteen. Wilson started, and so the starting lineup was Levesque, Wilson, Kuznard, Stevenson, and Reese, which I think is a solid starting lineup. That's going to be it through. That was it today against Ryder. Uh, even though that was Bryant's first game back, I I think Bryant's going to. Be in the starting rotation, uh, if not next, if not by the by the next game. So I did want to talk about that. So yeah, we beat Ryder sixty five fifty eight. Before we get into that, let's talk about this first half today of, of the for Ryder. Ryder. How yeah. bad of a start was that today? It was terrible. It, it made me look over you at the game and go, "Are you worried yet?" Because we were not, down 11, 11 points, I believe. I was not worried until the until about halftime when we were still losing. I was starting to get a little worried. Had we not made that run right at the end of the half, I would have been very worried. Um, and what was Ryder's Kimpom? They were 268. That's not great, right? It's, Is that like out of 300 or so? It's out of 300 something. Uh, it would have, I believe this, some 
you can check me on the pod if out there, listeners, if you want to say this, but I believe that had we lost this game today, it would have been Frank's worst Kim Palm loss. It would Ooh. have been worse than Stony Brook, and it would have been worse than Stetson. Wow. I, I believe. And we were losing to him at halftime. So maybe we just had a little leftover from the night before's other sport activities. You know. That hurt game cognition. Maybe. Maybe we ate a little bit, a little heavy on Thanksgiving and just. Maybe they enjoyed the tailgate. We're still in a little bit of a, just, we're sluggish. It's also a game, you know, it's Thanksgiving break. There weren't any students there. The crowd. That's true. The crowd today. I mean, mean, is it fair to say that it was under 3,000 people there? It was bleak. It was not a lot of people. But it's around holidays, so you can't really hate on the fans too much. And if, let's and just again, say we called the game today where if you wanted to yell at the official and tell them how they were doing, they could clearly hear you. Cle- they could clearly hear you. Let's give a shout out to the guy behind us. Angry guy behind he us. He was dropping however, facts. However, he was furious about this one player for Ryder on these moving screens. And he, he kept yelling about him like three possessions in a row. Fourth possession. They call one. Oh man, he lost it. He lost it. It was great. And I really think that the officials heard him. He was louder than us. And if for someone to be loud and for us to both notice it, that yeah. says something. And for us to comment about how, is this guy being a little too loud? Is this guy being a little too obnoxious? That was uh Because that's probably a few people around us probably say about us. I'm sure people have said that about us uh over the years. So at the half we cut it to three. We were down 28-25 at the half. So, at least it got to the point. Cousinard got a little hot down the stretch, down the stretch of the first half. I think he went on like a – I think he personally went on a seven or eight point run. Okay. And um, at one point cut it to one. They then got it back up to three. And then we come back out in the second half. We need to chip away at the lead. And, and what happens? They take it up to seven they or eight. They take it up to seven. And hey. Frank, what I'll say this about Frank today, didn't scream a lot. I think I only can remember one or two times for him actually yelling at all. He kind of sat on the bench and just kind of did his little moping hands into the head, sad face. He he leaned against the baseline a little bit too. He was not that angry about the game. And I don't know how to think about that because usually you got Frank blowing a vein popping a vein i will say this he did not rage sub nearly as much as i thought he would if we go back there to the first half for a second so like we get off to a slow start it's Keyshawn bryant's first game back he doesn't start bryant and then he's like the fourth person off the bench right they get up like 11 to 2 they get up by like 9 10 points and he doesn't put bryant in and uh yeah he was bringing in jacoby devin and woodley he, Josh Gray, I think it might have been the 10th person. He he then put Bryant in the game, and Bryant immediately turned the ball over. Immediately uh, yep. turned the ball over, and I'm like, oh my God, Frank's going to rage something. And he didn't. He did, and then he got the rebound. Got And he started having a good game. And I will also say this. He carried us in the whole second half. It's a good thing that Keyshawn Bryant was healthy for this basketball game. Well, Eric Stevenson, your boy, had a really cold first <laughs> half. He he had an Ofer first half. He's he's he, he's streaky. He's streaky. He, would you say he's the definition of hot and cold? He is hot and cold. They're either going in or they're missing. And it's not really a lukewarm situation there's, with Eric Stevenson. There's no lukewarm. There's no lukewarm Eric Stevenson. It is just bricks 
or buckets, and there's nothing in between. Is that a good nickname? <laughs> Bricks or buckets? Maybe. Uh, can, can we copyright that? <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. I, I I don't know how to copyright. But without anything. Keyshawn today, I mean Keyshawn carried it. I guess this game was pretty close until about the 12 to 8 minute mark. We kind of got it tied up around that, or I think around 36 36. It was a low scoring game. What happens, Bryce, at the 12 or 8 minute mark when we kind of get it in control? Bryant takes over the game. Incorrect. Eric Stevenson makes two threes. Well, around that time, he did score. He, he ended up with Br- ten. Bryant was Bryant was in control of the game the whole time. I don't want to take anything away. from But that. it was nice. I mean, he he has that eight to ten foot fadeaway jumper that he's locked in. I feel confident about him shooting. It is amazing to me that I feel good about Keyshawn Bryant taking a mid range jumper. And that says something because early on. Keyshawn Bryant jumpers and three pointers, you would kind of cringe. Oh, oh! If in in his first two years with us, if it wasn't a dunk, I did not want him shooting the ball. But I mean, his first basket was this little drop step fadeaway that was just praying like, mantis like fadeaway. Where is where is that coming from? And uh, if there's more of that coming, Keyshawn Bryant could have a could have a big year and. This team, despite the kind of lackluster performance today, um, the, the the rotation's kind of ironing itself out. So, like, we're going to play five guys. Right. Right. So, our, I think our lineup is pretty set at the starters yeah. with Cousinard at point. Reset, re, reset the two. And then it's going to either Stevenson, Stevenson at the three. Wilson at the four and or, the or Brian. five. Wilson or Brian. I think, I think Brian's going to be starting over Wilson. I mean, Wilson today... Wilson today played 15 minutes. And he's and not a big score. He's just the defense guy. Yeah, and you, you, that that's what you bring off the bench. But I did want to mention this about Bryant. You know when you had, they had one of those breakaway and Bryant, they had a breakaway layup and Bryant came from behind and I looked over you at half court and I go, Bryant's going to block this shot. You did. And he just slammed it against the backboard. It was, it was great. I think I'm, I'm as, as confident on a Bryant breakaway block coming as, from behind. As a Bryant breakaway dunk, I I think that's fair to say. The, he, His defense is solid. He can he blunt the only gamecock. I'm just racking my brain quickly here, but it's kind of like on those breakaways when he's trailing, where you just know he's gonna block the shot. It's kind of like Ronaldo Bachman. I love Ronaldo. Miss but, him. But but you know how Ronaldo Bachman would just as so a trail as a trailer on the breakaway. It was gonna be a block every time. And uh, and Bryant is kind of the same way. Well, back to the rotation. We I think we have about a ten man rotation with Martin Brandon Martin being the eleventh. So, what do you think about that? I think that's still a little too many. I think we want to get to the point. So I think we're gonna I think we're gonna, gonna end up with a solid seven guy rotation. Seven. Where, well, 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 we're gonna have seven guys that we play pretty much twenty a lot. plus minutes. Okay. All right. So. And that's going to be uh, Levesque, the the five starters, Levesque, Bryant, Stevenson, Kuznard, Reese. And then Wilson coming off the bench and uh, and Josh Gray coming off the bench as the backup big with Woodley being eight. And then and then I think that the freshman minutes, they're getting a, they're both getting, a, both Jacoby Wright and Devin Carter are getting a lot of minutes Around right now. Around 20 minutes each. I think that that's going to, that one of them, is going to start getting more than the other. Well, you kind of hope to be Carter, right? Carter's been kind of Mr. Consistent. 
Yes, although Jacoby Wright had a little bit of a better game today. Well, yeah, six points. But I think, would you say it's fair to say that you're more confident in Carter over Wright at this moment today? Scoring the ball. Jacoby Wright's a better backup point guard. Right now. Right Right now. Uh, um, And he could be starting point guard. Cousinard hurt his groin today. We do need to talk about this. Cousinard hurts his groin and did not play a lot down the stretch. He only played uh, 16 minutes in the game. He made some big three pointers in that first half. Coming back, yeah. I mean, he brought us back into the game in the first half, but um, but it's part of why the freshman played so many minutes. Like Jacoby Wright played 24 minutes. That's pretty high for him. I mean, the only person on the team that played more was Levesque today. Um, but um, if Kuznar's hurt, that's not good. Especially going into Coastal. Right. So all that we have seen out there right now when we're recording this podcast was that it, he tweaked his groin, I think was the language. That's what Frank said in the post game. Th- that Frank said and that status is unknown right now, which, I mean, Frank's going to be, you know, crystal clear with with his status updates, you know. <laughs> you're, be, you're being funny because it's like, who's out this week? When Five minutes before the game right. is when you find out about injuries. So... so Hopefully we'll be able to handle Coastal if 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 we don't have him. We've got Coastal Wednesday at at Coastal at Coastal, which we don't oh, like God. playing at the small schools. Why do we agree to this? Frank likes the home and home situation. Don't know why. We're, we are with without Cousinard, we are setting ourselves up to be disappointed. <laughs> Just we are putting ourselves in position to to lose this game. Um. But I did want to mention something that's starting to bother me that I've noticed with this team. Our big men outside of maybe Levesque are not scoring or playing well. It's not well. good. Josh Gray has kind of started off a little bit strong, but he's kind of faded off. And I'm not going to say he looks lost out there, but the Ryder big men were kind of dominating Gray. I don't know if you remember that sequence in the game today where had four or five chances for a rebound and they kept on getting the ball and kept on getting rebounds. And Gray is seven foot two fifty five, and he's getting pushed around a little bit. Yeah, he was the the least effective of the four big men that played. So we played four. We played Levesque, we and Wilson, and then Gray and Woodley. And honestly, like like Woodley and Gray are struggling. The, Woodley and and I guess they're supposed to. I mean, this is Gray's, Woodley was going to be. Struggling, you know, figuring it out this year. And this is Gray's second year of NCAA College. basketball. Correct. He played, what, four games with LSU Three last games year? games at LSU, right. And so, really, these are gonna, just going to be projects that are coming together. And, um, but when it comes to SEC play, you know Levesque yeah. might get in foul trouble. You can't have a backup getting destroyed in the SEC because that's going to be a problem. You know what would be nice to have coming off this bench? What's that? Alonzo Frank. Ooh. That would be nice. My boy. Yeah. I miss him. be nice to have Alonzo Frank coming off this bench. Uh, and with this Cousinard injury, you know who else it would be nice to have? What's that? Trey Hannibal. You're starting to bring up a lot of transfers. But before we get into that, so yeah, the men are playing at Coastal on Wednesday. And then Sunday after, a week from today, Georgetown's coming in. So looking forward to that next two games. Hopefully Cousinard will be back and healthy. Um, At least for Georgetown. For Georgetown, I just with the tweak groin, he's he's not playing at Coastal. Like I I just don't. My guess is he's not playing at Coastal. 
Hopefully he's back at Georgetown. But that Georgetown game, they're going to be a, they're at 88, I believe, in the yeah. net that I looked at the net ranking. So that would be a quad two win. That would be big next. Make Sunday. sure to uh, make sure to just follow our Twitter feed, GBO underscore at GBO underscore Pod, and uh, we will retweet like every every Kuznard injury update that right. we, that we see out there. And I hope you guys like it. We do post the post game press conferences and Frank's pressers each week. As which well. which since Princeton, we really haven't had anything to really get annoyed at. We haven't had any Frank Martin excuse making right. happen yet, but Lord knows it's probably coming. Well, back to you brought up some transfers. I think we have a new segment this week. What, what are you going to yeah, call it? So segment? what we're going to do is we're going to, I guess we're going to call it where are they now or what are they doing this season? Yep. Where are they now? The transfer update from pretty much all, all the players that we've last over the, lost over the last couple of years. Okay. So these are going, I'm going to just run down a list right now and mention how many how many points per game they're scoring uh, of just players that are currently playing college basketball that played for Frank? You got to bring up Hase right yeah, now. Yeah, He's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. killing it the most. So, so I'm, I'm just we'll get into him here in a second. But and everybody listening out there, you also got to remember that some of this, the COVID year has given people an extra year. You know, like Justin right. Manaya is still playing college basketball, right? Um, even though he shouldn't be. You, under regular circumstances. Right. So anyway, so Jire Bolden's at Butler, averaging 12.3 points per game this season. We miss his three-pointers. Yeah. Trey Anderson is at uh, San Jose State. He's a sophomore, averaging seven points, three points per game, three rebounds per game. TJ Moss is at McNeese State. He's a junior, averaging nine points per game. Good for him. Uh, Alonzo Frank, uh, East Carolina. Right. Only averaging 5.7 points per game, two and a half rebounds. Must not be getting many minutes. He's only getting... He's kind um, of the backup guy off the bench. Yeah, he's getting 13.3 minutes a game. Uh, Justin Manaya is at Providence, uh, four and a half points per game. Kind of a letdown for him, points-wise. Yeah, not having a great season, which at this point in his career, I mean, he's got to be, what, 23 years old? He's got to be pushing it. Um, He should be... He should be having a better season than that. Right. I mean, he's had better seasons than that for the Gamecocks. Right. Uh, Trey Hannibal at Murray State, nine points per game, five point eight rebounds per game, two and a half assists. He's, um, you know, seems like he's having a good start to his year. Uh, Jalen McQuarrie is at South Florida, only uh, only averaging about three points per game, couple of rebounds. He wouldn't played much, no. Yeah. Uh, and then our guy Felipe Hase miss him, miss him so much. He's at Mercer. He's, he's, he's he he's, was leading the team. I think he's second in scoring for Mercer, but they're a good team. He's also what's his stat line? He's he's also potentially pushy. Twenty three years old. This might be his. This is That's, his fifth. I think it's his this last is his year. fifth season of college basketball. What's his stat line? Uh, fifteen point eight points per game, five point eight rebounds, two point three assists. What's his three point? You see the three he, point on there? Nineteen for thirty six so far on the year for fifty two point eight. Oh man, think about him on this team at the four. He'd be a perfect tweener. So here's my first question for you, and okay. this and this is not necessarily a binary choice, but in talking about these guys, um, there's. Let's take the fifth-year seniors okay. into play here. There's two good ones that Frank has let go in right. Felipe Hase and Jair Bolton. Right. Right? And we've got 
what I think are two decent fifth-year seniors on this team in Eric Stevenson and James Reese. Well, Stevenson technically is a junior. Oh, my God. We actually have two years more with Stevenson. Or this year and yes, Yeah, so you year. have Reese and Wilson are okay. our fifth year. Well, let's just let's just break just it down this way, though, for comparison's sake, because we really haven't seen much of Wilson. Would right. you trade right now Eric Stevenson and James Reese for Jair Bolden and Felipe Hase? That's tough because Hase, well, the different positions with Hase compared to, you know, you're talking two guards and then a guard forward. I mean, um, Stevenson's a forward. Yeah. Ste- Stevenson's a forward. I mean, it, it's kind of hard for me because Hase, he kind of got in Frank's doghouse in every every other game, but he was he was awesome. So his defense is nothing compared to Stevenson's. That's fair point. Okay, and um, he currently he. He currently shoots like Eric Stevenson. He's currently shooting like Eric Stevenson does on just Stevenson's well, if on nights. If you're going and on he doesn't point, have the if you're going nights. by points, Bolden and Hase have the better points. They have the edge there. That's true. But who would you rather have on your team right now? So I would definitely like ha- I like having Eric Stevenson on the team. I think he is very good. Um and I think he is all around the best college basketball player of these four guys that we're talking about. Now this is also not necessarily we did not trade Felipe Hase and Jair Bolden for Stevenson and Reese and Wilson and, mm-hmm. and all these guys. Um it is possible that we could have Hase on this team with these guys, and man, that would be a different team. Fantastic. It would it would be it would be a much different team. It's just sad we lost a lot of them, but then we wouldn't have gotten Reese or Stevenson, so we might not have gotten both of them. Right. And it's really, really hard to say. The thing that I really dislike about Frank Martin and have the entire time, including the final, including uh, going into the Final Four season and then the season after the Final Four season, is his retention is just terrible. It is is just absolutely terrible, and he lets these guys go, and we then see them pop up and play well on other teams, and he he just let Jair Bolden go. And we could have used Jair Bolden last season. We could we could use Jair Bolden this season. Um, we also have stopped developing guys. Right. Well, Trey, I mean, it's hard to develop if they're only here for a year or two. Trey Hannibal. He was just getting to the point. Would where be a was, very good backup point guard this year to to Reese and Kuznard. Right. Like like you could still have James Reese. You just don't bring in Chico Carter. Right. Like like you could still bring or right. Yeah. Because you'd play Hannibal over Wright. Or, or you can just redshirt Jacoby Wright and only right. play one of the freshmen. Right. You know. No pressure. And, um, but with this Kuznard injury with Hannibal, I just feel so much better about this. And um, it's like the transfer still would have come if Trey Hannibal was on this team. If we had Alonzo Frank on this team coming off the bench, it, you, you know, we don't have to... You have to live that what-if game. Yeah, and we don't have to worry about what we're getting from Josh Gray or Woodley, you, you know, in backing up Levesque and giving us anything with size down the stretch. Instead of you're just throwing them out there and they're going to have to learn through the fire. Right. And and we're, you know, we've got three freshmen on this team in, in Woodley, Wright, and um, Carter. And they're all playing lots of minutes. Right. They're playing a lot of minutes. Now... Some of that was because Wilson and Bryant were out, but they're going to keep playing minutes because as soon as Bryant came back, 
Kuzinar got hurt in the middle of this game. And so they're going to be playing a lot of minutes this whole season. Having some of these having some of these transfers that we lost on this team would be great. I don't know why you would ever let a player like Felipe Hase go. I mean, he was shooting 40% the season that he it from he's a forward shooting 40% from 3 in his soft at the end of his sophomore year. I would year. love to know the real reasons why a lot of these people left to be in their fly on the wall. I'm sure they don't they, like Frank. I mean, they say that it's like, oh, they just decided to leave out, out of the blue. I just don't think that happens. I think they don't like Frank. I think you, you know, Hase would have would be cold and he would just be in Frank's, you know, doghouse the whole night. Well, I guess they like they don't like being taken out after one defensive lap laps when they've scored eight points in a row. Yeah. Now maybe what Frank needs to do is just recruit er- players like Eric Stevenson, who he clearly likes how they play defense, so it doesn't bother the- him when when they miss a switch and he stays in the game. Some people have a little more longer leash, and some people have a very short leash under Frank. That's right, and it's all about and. It has nothing to do with your offense on that leash. It has everything to do with, you know, some of the more non-box score stuff, which is basketball, which is needed. We need players that play good defense, but just, you know, recruit players. If that's what you want as a coach, recruit players that play good defense who want to play for you. Because clearly a lot of these guys do not want to play for Frank. But hey, there's our transfers. Where are they now? We missed a few of them at least. I'm but sure we did. Seventh Woods is out there somewhere. Is it playing under at I think Morgan State in the MEAC? Haven't seen any stats for him yet. Very interesting there. But anyway, the men, good start. Good start. And uh, five and one. And we're really coming into the point of the season where we're going to see what this team is. Time to shine. We'll, I guess we'll get back to see how we see the rotations. But hopefully we get to at least a healthy eight nine. Yeah. Because we've got we've got this coastal game on Wednesday, but then I think it's Georgetown and then Florida, Florida State, State and, and Rock Hill, and then Clemson after that, right? I think so. That's a and, big stretch. And so we got three Power Five teams that are that all three. I don't think any of the three are ranked right now. No, but they'd be Q two wins. But they are. But they are three quality Power Five programs, right. and and that's kind of how you get judged in the non conference with your strength of schedule. Who you beating? Yeah. I mean, we need and to we need to beat the big D one schools. We need to go two and one against right. Uh, obviously, we need to beat Coastal. And we said before the season that at worst we'd like to be nine and four or, or ten and three at best. Yeah, going into so I think we're on schedule I, there. I, I mean, we need to. I actually am gonna update my out of conference look. The way that this team is playing now that I've seen some of these players, we need to be. Two losses at like like anything worse than two losses in the out of conference. Well, I won't go that far, but if we only have two losses and we're at what eleven and two, that'd be fantastic. I mean, that's what we need to shoot for. And I mean, two and one against these three, and then taking care of business against everybody else. Right. But hey, so far so good. Nothing to complain about at the moment. Five and one for the guys. Now the women uh, on Black Friday they pl- coming off B that- line. Coming off of that tournament, they only had one game this week. 79-38. And even though that game, you know, that final score was a blowout, early on, first half, especially that second quarter, Elon kind of took it to us, which was kind of scary at the moment. Well, Define took it to us. Um, kept it between five most of that second quarter. 
had it, you know, because, you know, our ladies usually get up on 10 on some of these small schools and kind of blow it up then, but they kind of kept it within five and seven pretty much. I mean, they they cut it at, at, at a point in the second quarter, they cut it to four. And then the girls broke it back open to eight and then had a 10-point lead at the half. It was just something to note. The women, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, they win and they win big. But it just it was interesting to see Elon. It was get not close. a it was not a good second quarter for the women. But overall, they had had they played like that against UConn, they would have lost by a lot. And then the big three, as I mentioned, in almost every game, you might get sick of me saying it, but Boston, Cook, Henderson, twelve, eleven, and ten, very good balance if you look at their the stat lines from the game that, but anyway, the big three handled business and overall, can you overall, can you complain about a 40, 41 point win? Not at all. Second half was great. I'll tell you who I really liked in this game. What's that? Um, in your Russell. She's starting to play a little bit better. She didn't, she had to play a lot last year. She had year. a nice little game. She had a nice little game. Um, really liked, really liked her. It was, one thing that was fun about this game is that you know Dawn cleared the bench and uh, and played everybody. Right. Um, Rivers R- Rivers looked made some made some things happen as well. Cardosa had a had a pretty good game. Love her. Uh, she I think she's gonna be like if this team if this team wants to go undefeated and win the national title, I think Cardosa is gonna be the key. Is, or is going to be the key to to avoiding that loss. Well, they bring her in a lot when Boston goes out for a little bit and. There's not a lot of drop off, at least from defense. We just want to get her to points yeah. around eight to ten a game, but she's doing well. But but also get her confidence up, right? Uh, get it to where you know because Boston gets in foul trouble. If we can bring Cardosa in and get through it, that's that's right. what that's what the team. Because last year when we would take out Boston, there's a little bit of drop off. Oh yeah, from an overall talent. But and um, teams but, would go on little runs when Boston out last year, so. But yeah, just the women took care of business. Seven and zero, and they have North Carolina A and T tomorrow on a Monday. Yeah, so the, keep chugging along. I have no complaints about the ladies. I will say this about that ladies game. What's that? These crowds that are turning out, double, triple, quadruple the men. It like it was it was a lot of people. I was expecting to. Were you at the? Yeah. Elon game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the overall crowd? Do you think? I, I, you don't, I didn't. It? I didn't see the number. It was much greater than today's crowd at Ryder. Okay. Um, and um, I was expecting with it being in the middle of the afternoon on Black Friday to be able to just get a be scarce. N- nice parking spot. Right. Just walk right up to the game, and I was very surprised with how many people were there. Announced attendance: eleven thousand three sixty. Which would be a nice quadruple of the men today. What was the announced attendance on today's game? I need to take a look at that. I just, the women, I know they always lead, they lead the women's attendance every year, which is impressive. The announced attendance today for the men was 8,027, but I'm pretty sure that was paid, paid tickets. Like bought oh. before the season, I don't think that was actual who attended today. Yeah, and that makes sense because the, I mean, the women like th- didn't they sell like ten thousand something season tickets? No, about nine thousand, nine ten, 000, yeah, around nine ten, and then the rest is general admission that are bought right, up, right. Bought and up. so, and so, th- they're always going to be above ten. Eleven seemed 
large for for that attendance number because like, like most the, of those numbers are paid beforehand tickets. It was not as many people as were at the Clemson game, right? But I'll tell you, there were people in the upper deck. There and for pe- the men today, I'm pretty sure I didn't see one person. There was there were three people in the. Oh, upper you deck. saw three? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we have to have a do our rally. We have to do our rally update, rally towel update today. Just. The arm strength of the cheerleaders didn't make it to 14th row. Does not make it to the 14th row. Maybe maybe we just need to upgrade our tickets to get those. Maybe we need towels. to start moving up. But then the closer we get to the visitor bench, I don't know if that might be good or bad for us. That could be bad for us. We could bring Angry Guy with us. Ooh, Angry Guy. Yeah, we need to get his name. Get him on the podcast. Maybe uh, he has a few opinions. He could talk about. He could talk about some illegal screens. Well. Lord knows that's what he was yelling about today. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, end of the show. Sumter, we miss anything today? How can they contact us? So, so the, first of all, only thing we missed today, um, we won a game that Joe Lindsay officiated. Man, Joe Lindsay. you got to make a note there. David Kloniger, Kloniger of the Post and Courier. All, I think you might have seen a tweet. He has at least one tweet a game. If Joe Lindsay I is love, the ref. I love how much he dislikes Joe Lindsay and how reliable it is. Literally, we sat down and you saw Joe Lindsay and you just said, DC's going to make a tweet about this. And he, there it was. <laughs> anyway, Joe Lindsay had some nice and really bad calls today, but that's the usual with him. But anyway. But so anyway, so uh, obviously follow us out there on Twitter at GBO underscore pod. Also... Send us an email if you have any uh, questions, comments. Gamecock basketball only at Gmail. We'll actually, I think maybe next week we'll read a few. Yeah, so we need some questions out there from our listeners so that we can read a few. Or you can just want to complain about me or Sumter. That's yeah. fine too. Or, or compliment the podcast. Ooh, I love a pod, I love a podcast compliment. I should I just start emailing this uh, the the Bryce, podcast you're wonderful and just say you're wonderful. I would like that. Yeah. Just should I do it for random emails? Yeah. To make you think that we've got listeners Ooh, that are in love with you. I like that. Yeah, email Bryce and tell him you tell him he's wonderful. <laughs> it 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 just makes it just makes his day amazing. All right, guys. Well that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll be s- back, uh we'll be back Sunday um after the, the Georgetown the, the game. The men Georgetown game. Have a good one. Go Cox.